supersonic. Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks, and tales to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. And now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Vita Mojo is proud to be the headline sponsor of the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Vita Mojo transforms chaos into confidence for hospitality operators worldwide, empowering brands to streamline order management and take control of their business. With its flexible end-to-end order management system, Vita Mojo gives you one central place to manage your menu across every channel, brand, and location. But Vita Mojo is much more than an out-of-the-box software solution. The Vita Mojo team are with you every step of the way, providing the partnership you need, the technology you want, and the experience your guests deserve, all in one place. Vita Mojo will help you adapt to whatever the world throws at your hospitality business. For more information, visit vitamojo.com slash supersonic. Want to be recognised as one of the most innovative and best performing brands in our sector? I'm James Haken, the founder of Restaurant Marketer and Innovator, and here to tell you it's your time to shine. Our 2024 awards are open for entry with 13 categories. Join the likes of Brewdog, McDonald's, Turtle Bay, Box Park, Fuller's, Grind, Gales, and Rick Stein restaurants who have all picked up wins in recent years. Visit restaurantinnovator.com to find out more information and apply. Hello, so welcome to a wee bonus episode. As you know, this week we've had Trevor Gulliver, who is the co-founder of the incredible, world-renowned St. John restaurants and bakeries, etc., plus the founder of Napoleon Boulevard Wines, which you definitely have to check out. Christmas coming up, of course, so have a wee look at that. So I was so pleased to sit down with Trevor on the 20th of September, which was my 47th birthday, so it was a real treat for me, and we had a little recording session in London. The podcast overran wildly, the edit was mammoth, and I still felt that I could have talked to Trevor for days. What happened after the recording was Trevor wrote to me and he said, oh, I've made a massive omission and there's something that's really dear to my heart that I have to talk about and it was talking about sustainability and how we can all do our part as hospitality people to do the right thing, be as local as we can be, be as sustainable as we can be and just try and look after our home which is planet earth because it is ludicrous that a lot of us our shipping product all over the world and from all over the world when we could maybe look to home a little bit more to help the planet, help the land, help the country, help the economy and help the farmers, the growers and the producers that make what we all do possible. So we'll just jump straight in. I thought it was going to be a five or ten minute drop in of 
a few bits and bobs, but actually, as ever, when I sit down with Trevor, there was so much to say. So I thought we'd put this out as a wee bonus episode. I hope you enjoy it. And after the podcast, we went into St John. I was kind of hoping we would. And we had a lovely wee lunch, which is one of my favourite things to do at St John in terms of sitting in the wee courtyard bit with the bakery. That's my favourite spot. And having something so simple and almost peasant-like in terms of crab toast, or my favourite, the Welsh rare bit. Trevor taught me something fantastic when we were sitting having lunch and it was just a great tip for future, which is if you're ever having Welsh rare bit or even cheese on toast, just cut canals. So if you imagine, score like a little sort of checkers board across the cheese, then get your Worcestershire sauce, whatever brand you fancy, but I'm sure you've got one in mind, and then give it some lashings and it'll all soak into the bread for a much better experience. So you can have that tip for free. So here's Trevor and me having another wee catch-up before he goes off on his travels, which are many, before Christmas. So Trevor, I understand that you're really big on sustainability and doing the right thing at St John. And I know we've sort of talked about it in a couple of emails going back and forwards and things like that. And really in terms of DEFRA, the government, food businesses out there are potentially either not doing the right thing or doing what they think's right, but it's not. And then lately we've had Luddite comments from people like Jacob Rees-Moggs talking about Australian meat with all sorts of things in it and we'll be fine with that but I can sense that you absolutely are probably not fine with that. So it'd be good to hear a little bit about that and why it's so important to you. Well, I must say thanks for the opportunity, really, because um, it's it's not been... It is probably... Um, there's plenty of clutter out there in terms of people want to shouting about anything from rewilding to Monsanto to uh, you know, whatever, but a, a real and major issue is, is, is what's could possibly happen with um, importing of meats, particularly, and I don't mind naming one company like Cargill, so just check them out, see how big they are. Then think about um, Brazil, rainforests, the center, central states of the USA, etc. Those stock paddocks, they're not paddocks, they're the size of, you know, Greater London, I guess. Mm. Uh, chlorinated, pejorative term, mm. uh, chickens, how they're grown and all those things. To, to actually bring that that food air miles and all the rest bring that stuff and that product into the uk um to me is a scandal mm. and it isn't doesn't get enough airtime. i appreciate we've got uh, politics in a bit of a parlous state and, and there is everyone's looking towards elections um but you know uh there's are uh, there are the jobs worth or placement it seems to me pretty much uh, who gets the who gets the nod for the for the or gets the ticket? They become professional committee men. It's a bit like yeah. English and other rugby nations, where you see these these current matches, and you go, "What's he doing sitting next to her?" When in fact that whole board should be kicked out, yeah. and that, and that's so we've got this kind of placement thing that happens across so many spheres, where it is patently obvious that it shouldn't be allowed, is in the importation of that. We have. We want life to go back to the village, the town, to, for craft bakeries. We want our, our farmers to be 
to have a route to market, to produce good things for us that would be good to eat, to really the whole holistic thing on so many levels. So why on earth are we shipping stuff from half around the planet, particularly when it is of definitely of, of questionable um, quality, value, and and what can I say in terms of husbandry? Um, and it, I, I cannot tell you how important the the front page of every magazine that is in that business should this should be on the front page some might want to go if it's the daily express and say this is a good thing it's going to be two quid and you get five legs and that's just the chicken um this has to be stopped and we've had placemen we've had czars we've had um mr eustace talking apparently he was a farmer um but generally uh, the farmers are having a tough time mm. we should be eating less meat but better meat have a better countryside have better water in our rivers not have all this stuff shipped around the planet from bunkers i tell you shipping is you think about the planes overhead just think about the the ships the ships across the ocean churn out in terms of filth and carbon mm. so i i cannot believe that um now, if it's domestic and what's actually in your loaf of bread is one thing, but that's kind of here. But when you're actually importing those problems and adding to the other problems, it seems to me foolhardy. And again, like so much, we never bite the bullet. We never get things done. And it's not just young or old moaning. They're almost saying the same thing, but just saying it differently or using a different subject. You know, we're just, as the spiral is downwards. And that is another great contribution to the spiral downwards of our health, the future of our children, the future of our landscape, the future of our rivers, um, and the way that people have to change how they live their lives and what they do, both in terms of exercise and nutrition. Mm. That's probably probably encapsulates where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know. Well, just on that, in terms of, you know, if people genuinely just don't know even where to start or they don't know how they'll be able to do it from a business model perspective because I guess you've got a lot of hospitality businesses that are run on, you know, from a spreadsheet, not from the heart, I think, as we, we talked about before. And with that, how could they, I guess they'd maybe be seen it as a logistical challenge in some ways because it would be maybe harder having all these different suppliers. And then also in terms of the, the money side of things, but do you think it's about investment that then you'll have happier customers and you're doing the right thing so you'll therefore have a better business? Yeah, it's about stopping the, the wheel turning. You're always going to get a big business, if you will, and there are some great companies out there, of course, that it will be opportunistic. Mm. Um, and also, as we, it's strange you often hear, the government are meant to make these decisions for us, so that's why they put them there. And a lot of those things they haven't done or blamed some kind of min some manipulation of, of the population for, for voting rather than the government people in power taking responsibility for decisions for us. But it seems to me that we, it's all about stopping the rot. And and because we also throw away, I don't know, I guess I think if I say I'm a third, I'm absolutely right. Yeah. Um, when I say about obesity, obesity, whatever the figure is, yeah. um, I'm right. And if you say, well, some people are naturally, I don't care, as long as they take exercise, that's a start. Yeah. The national health, it all is one part of one of one issue. So somebody has to, we the people have got to say no. We the people have got to have the discipline um, and in as much as we can have and where it's a an impossible uh, impossibility for those that are poor, 
like the people, the, the kids, the three years of lost schooling, which we know has damaged every school, but mm -hmm. some schools far more than others, mm -hmm. that if, if, if you don't stop it, if you don't change their nutrition, change their habits, um, it means a, a, a readjustment. So I suppose the good thing I'm explaining to everybody, it's a part of everything. Yeah. So it's not an aside issue. It doesn't need with due respect to they're being picked up by celebrity chefs. This is a bad thing. Mm. It is a f at the core of everything we do and should be on the agenda. Mm. And um, because I think both opposition and government realise, oh, and let's hope that um, Mr Sunak has realised that, no, it isn't all about the car. Mm. In his case, it's all about the car owner because he thinks it's a soft vote mm. um, or a potential vote. And anything short of that is kind of, it doesn't need a, a very funny cartoon to explain that. And equally, um, it's about taking responsibility. And, and again, that seems to me a complete disregard for where we should be. Mm. Um, rather than when it, where he is and his party politically. Mm -hmm. So my point is that it should be at the heart of education. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was a programme, my wife for many years, sort of librarian a few days a week at the local college, she put together a teaching programme because hers was special needs. Now mm -hmm. it's even worse because a lot of kids are leaving school without to read and write. Mm -hmm. It's much worse now. Mm -hmm. And this is a local college in, in, in inner London. And she had a class where she taught them to cook basic things, like starting with an omelette. Mm -hmm. Little, large, disadvantaged, no no first language in terms of English, no, no English. Um, and that kind of worked, because if you do that, you've got to count. Yeah. If you do that, you've got to communicate. If you yeah. do that, you're going to have to start writing things down. Mm -hmm. And they all had fun. Yeah. And I said she was petrified sometimes. When <laughs> oh, my, these, you know, because it's just diverse and a lot of... Um, Posse youngsters, you might say. Yeah, yeah. That's posse, not potty. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, and that kind of worked. All those schemes are gone. Yeah, yeah. So, and it all it is is shriveling. The education is shriveling. The NHS, that's it's a bit of a basket case. But then again, they all seem to be experts. And that includes includes the people. Let's not go down that uh, rabbit hole. Well, in terms of hospitality, though, how can we? best influence these people and because when you're doing fun enough my old dad's just been down from from scotland and we were talking about you know the government actually we we're talking about people at university lectures and all that and the point is they don't know often reality they don't they're actually disconnected from the real people and um, best thing a politician could do is probably watch goggle box on a friday and they'd get what's going on in the world but how can we connect with them to pushed hospitality's agenda you know is it do we need to is it hospitality minister is it you know what what is it we can do it's funny I, uh, originally i said no many years ago but the it was then british hospitality whatever it's like uk now and in lockdown i did actually sit in, in um a few just a few years around the table with um kate nichols mm -hmm. during that the crisis and it was interesting um because it, how can you she had a broad church. There was a I, there was some politics about who would win the battle to become the body. Yeah, so yeah. it became you can't Chelsea. Uh, you can't be you can't have too many masters, and unfortunately, there's too many masters. Mm -hmm. So some are, are commercial imperatives, as we've seen. Some are just carpet baggers. Um, let's put a no finer point on it. We've seen you know people CVAing right, right, left, and centre, and etc. So. Um, 
I think it becomes personal. I think it has to be central government, but unfortunately, there's no one that people that anybody trusts, mm -hmm. and that includes these these people that you suddenly see appointed to DEFRA, appointed this. You know, it's a bit like the Arts Council. Yeah, I, that's another rabbit hole. I won't go there. Um, you know, but you <laughs> I'll know. get you next year. We'll yeah, do, I'll do that that's that's thing. <laughs> and that's and, and this is my look at my show. And that's why we've got an oligarch in the House of House of Lords. Mm. How did that happen? Mm. So. I, th I think there has to be a sense of response. You'll find your that recruitment becomes easier if you do bite the bullet and have good business practices. Mm -hmm. Don't give them just a badge. Don't just give them mm -hmm. it's a twenty five percent discount. It does actually matter about the, what your, what your wine is packaging. It does actually matter that, and nobody trusts the that like the, the credits at the film when you read a menu going thank you for so and so thing because it's marketing and yeah. it's a bit like natural wine. There is no such thing as natural wine, mm. so there is about credibility and i think it, again it's trying to get back to where i started is that it's almost like it's local you know it and you, you like it you know it's a good pub bad pub um you know the farmer to to try and re-establish that to work and don't do noisy charity because you get po points for it and another place in the house of lords mm. um but do it because you're working with the community it's don't tell people just do it yeah so again it's this whole kind of the politicians have responsibility for good governance mm. And of course, that means integrity, responsibility, all things they patently don't have now. Yeah. And even if they do have it, we don't know that we don't believe them anymore. Mm -hmm. So they don't have it, frankly, because mm -hmm. we don't give it to them because they don't deserve it, you might argue. So I think it's every, it's little steps. And my thought has always been, you, one day we want the dots, the dots to join up. Yeah. It is our, a little anyway. Alloy does our property things for, for years. It was moans, but he did about, it's always about the price of kippers. <laughs> so do you moan about that 19 years ago? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, uh, but he said to me, I was delighted. He said, well, actually, I do go in and I pop into red and wine and I go to sourdough for the weekend for my wife and I. And I know it lasts and I can toast it and it doesn't go. I said, for good, I'm delighted. <laughs> but you look at the stuff in supermarkets and it doesn't matter what it says over the door, that stuff gets thrown away. Yeah. And if you look at, if you take away the nuts and seeds they stick on the outside, Insiders have got is full of improvers, extenders, and everything else, and often is tasteless. Yeah. When the thing that does taste, that does make you healthy, is does justify spending a bit extra on your cheese or whatever. Um, I mean, it's a bit like sliced breads always seem to be a, a little bit strange. Mm. So, uh, it's getting people to make a decision, I guess. But I'm not saying there is a cure all, and I'm not saying it can be overnight. But we need to just change the direction. So that's what I'm saying about, you know, um, you know, where, you know, we at St. John, we've never cooked salmon. Now there's various reasons for that. Mm. Um, uh, we're not going to change it. And, and people have been, I've been around the planet. People have said, please come out to the fjords and look what we're doing. Because mm. Trevor, we think, you know, because maybe I'm something of influence. And I've been open and honest. Um, but you kind of got to change, what what she call it? Easy meat? Yeah. You know, it's just pop music. It's yeah, of no yeah. value. It's 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 um, candy floss, yeah, yeah. and all the time, every day you eat that, and it's the belief that you can change. Mm -hmm. And I know I do my yoga, and but you can change. Mm -hmm. um, is getting that turn, and that is about school. It's about about yoga, because there's no facilities. But if every yoga's cool, all kids should be doing yoga. For mm -hmm, sure. Most people I tell at forty, most people can't stand on the, on one leg for more yeah, than yeah. more than a few seconds. And and meditation as well. Yeah, hundred percent. 
but yoga comes out if you did that yes, and the kids yeah. you know so and you can teach when the teachers do that and they can do it too yeah. it may sound a bit daft um but equally with um, school dinners i mean school dinners should be cooked or teas or, or lunch depending on what but of course depends what your school went your yeah. school went to um uh maybe the idea is that there should be kitchens again mm. and parents people enjoy cooking whatever maybe in the say in the french country in the country generally when in bigger countries where they can't somebody cooks yeah, yeah. so that's when they learn the table yeah. and all this um putting chefs in this kind of stuff is it's it's not solving the problem and you know if i say allotments in you know it's I did I, many moons ago. This is true. So, Eden Project. So, Tim Schmidt is a mate of mine. He came. I said, "Come, come down and have a look at this, that, and the other." And I said, you, "Why haven't we got allotments? And why isn't there old people here doing them? And why aren't you doing this?" They gave me a lot of reasons why. And now they want to put one in China. Everything else, still, I think. Don't we? Love Tim. Uh, but it kind of seemed obvious to me. Yeah. And it seemed obvious to me that uh, in schools, because some people want allotments. Well, if you're not using those bits in the school, they can do that. Mm -hmm. And it is achievable mm -hmm. because they're not asking for much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd much rather, you know, gardens from skips or teach when we work locally with people or, or just pay for the compost. And then we're going to dig it in the church next door or put a shed for somebody. Mm -hmm. And equally like those, those small actions can be done at school level. Mm -hmm. And maybe the government should have, uh, the belief in themselves that this would be because it, it's a win-win everyone it, it's not um they're not asking for much and and in fact the connection rather than um you know they they, they tend to vote because it's a day out but sometimes they vote about what they think or what they thought mm. what they remember not what's in front of them and i mean old people yeah so so i can say that i've crossed the divide um and so it's not unfair. Meanwhile, you listen to dear old Jerry Paxton's fantastic program, Why Are Our Politicians So? Yes. And when it went, must do this, must be this age, must do that. And it, here's some rules. Yeah. And and he probably did that program five years ago. Yeah. For, for, I can dig it the link for sure. Yeah. And it, so the food thing has to be central, but it's there's no belief anymore. Mm. Hi. Here's a quick message for all hospitality operators who want to reward, recognise and retain their brilliant teams. I want to introduce you to my new friends at Grateful. Grateful is a revolutionary cashless tipping and trunk platform disrupting tipping all across hospitality. Grateful's mission is to help create a more grateful world for hospitality teams by building the best tipping platform out there that is truly built around your business as Grateful understands just how unique your business and team are. So, if you're a restaurant, hotel, bar or cafe, and no matter if you're a national chain or just a single site, Grateful simplifies Trunk for you by using their tech know-how to provide 100% transparency for your teams. Grateful streamlines your operational overheads through API integrations into your EPOS, Rota, Payroll and more that takes the headache of handling tipping away for you and your teams. Grateful are a fast-growing, ambitious team that are fanatical about customer service and are always striving to do the right thing for you. With the new legislation just around the corner, it would be worth chatting to Mason and the team at Grateful to see how you can modernise your tipping for a happier team and a happier business. 
To find out more, please visit Grateful.com. That's G-R-T-F-L.com. That's G-R-T-F-L.com now. A creative agency for the hospitality sector, Saved by Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugar Boat to Tip Jar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. So a couple of things I'm thinking about. One is, it is the world's got faster, which means that people then don't feel it. They do have time, but they don't feel like they've got time to put into the right things, perhaps. So stressed out, you're not at work. As soon as you get up, you're on email. You're on that to nine at night, whatever you'll just get, shovel something down, yeah. Also, you know, I was reading, I was watching, sorry, a fantastic documentary last night on vaping, uh, on Jewel, uh, which is one of the big vapes, 40 billion valuation, blah, blah. great lesson in marketing, but also, again, you could see that just kind of fast fashion, getting stuff into you, it's an upper, mm-hmm. it's a downer, it's a thing. So with that culture, my one question, I think, is has the sense of community then being lost because it's I don't know if it's there because if someone fell over you might walk past them if you know and I'm thinking years ago I lived in Milton Keynes and it was very separatist just the way it was laid out wasn't very you know it just community wasn't really there and I think it's similar in a lot of places as well where people don't even know their neighbours, you know. So for then for you to get together to do the allotment, to do the thing, to do the, the is that all just gone? Potentially. I, 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 was, I was reading something the other day and it, and it was, I was watching some old footage, one was a Ken Russell short film he did about a, a now a very expensive building, but a, a basically a, a residential house. Mm-hmm. Of course, levels of different people living in Notting Hill, um, Bayswater, and of course there was always problems there post-war um then teddy boys mods and rockers mm. um unemployment they're all great all those different things it's not none of this stuff is new and the toffler book future shock was obviously wrong because it was future shock arrived and then arrived again and yeah, yeah. whatever it was a ge- geometric <laughs> progression or something but the people are still there the people are still retired people are still going to school um there is there there is a community that 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 you can hang it on and if anything else you take what we've learned mm-hmm. and you use it and then we will live longer it's the answer about yoga uh, so I, I said it won't make me live longer but it make me live better yeah. if you're living better you might live longer so when someone says the pressure work work etc etc and they just throw something down their mouth that there was a transaction financial or otherwise choice that took place there's no excuse mm. absolutely no excuse by the right thing how many things you do in yoga i try and do two uh two hours a week if i can okay yeah i mean if if i don't it's um it's uh yeah, I, I, I kind of miss it. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. take time out, and and it's you say about meditation or, or sport, 
if uh, I'd say serious yoga, if I can call it that, is actually you're getting a lot of exercise. It's it's quite tough, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but you can see improvements. Yeah. It's one of those things that shows improvements. I'd like to talk about yoga. No, no, be no, a bit no. evangelical about no, it. No, you it's, know. it's just interesting. and not holier than now. You no, know. it's just yeah. interesting to me because I went to a retreat in Valencia uh, just a few weeks oh, before I met yeah. you last time. Uh, so I was a bit stressed, whatever. And I thought, right, hit the panic button and booked this really nice. In fact, she's come on the podcast, the lady that owns it. And it's a retreat hotel, all macrobiotics, whole thing. And uh, yeah, it was tough. And like, I'm not particularly fit. I'm on a, I'm on a weight loss journey at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, but they were very good with you, you know. But I've got an ear replacement, so I'm, I'm struggle up, up and down. And I'm sorry, like that. I'm sorry, sorry. Any other excuses? No, no, it wasn't. Just second, just no, no, just second. No, no, it was just this particular style of yoga was all like fluid yeah. movements, and it was a lot of kneeling, and I can't kneel. So that was it. But there was another one that was a bit softer, and I enjoyed yes. that. But the the meditation was fantastic, yeah. and uh, mo- a lot of moving meditation and things like that. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Well, it's like um running you just told people one is is you played golf or you wanted to learn how to knit you take lessons yeah yeah yeah. people just run they should take running lessons yes. they run better yeah but equally just run for 15 minutes yeah yeah i'll go further now we're good yeah then one day you might want to do it yeah. for 20 minutes yeah. so it's just take your time isn't it yeah it's um it's do you know that thing about lockdown so you're stuck in your room and then you find it very difficult to leave the room yes so that mentally is what happens with exercise and eating. And you must remember that smell of a it's always, I sickens me. Sorry, darling. Uh, sorry, fast food. Fast food. I say fast food. <laughs> but no, in, if you go to Paddington Station, that's one of them. Yeah. The tube station. Now that to some people is an attraction. It, it, it triggers taste, taste buds. Mm. Not stupid. A bit like the, you know, the, um, the, you can argue about Jaffa cakes or anything. I mean, the Pringle is one of the great products. If you're in food development or product mm, development, mm. better say product than food. Um, so you just got, it doesn't take long, but it's just, you might say, uh, it's hard to give up smoking or the, now these youngsters vaping. Uh, but it's also really hard to, cause you eat, they're far more ingrained with what you eat. And I'm not talking about the core memories of, of you know, I'm just saying, but it is difficult. Yeah. And for people not to understand that it's that difficult, yeah, and it's yeah. no good with, you know, I'm going in here, I'm cooking this kind of chef talk on TV and it looks great because yeah. it's only, you know, um, a lot of people say it's just food porn, basically, yes. no one actually cooks, um, is the message is, and the message starts with the young because that's the future. Um, that's what that's vaping, was and it? That, yeah. Yeah. And that, and, the truth is that when you put that seed in, it grows. I mean, I kind of think that it would only be fair that, that at some point folks should go to an, an abattoir. They should certainly spend time, uh, you know, farms in part. Of, uh, so they begin to understand. So community, or, or re, we're not looking to, this isn't, say, Prince Charles saying that this is, um, he's... Prince Charles. King, I, I apologise. I, I apologise. I apologise. Yeah, I apologise. Apologise. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it isn't, it isn't. It isn't <laughs> Terry Farrell's building at, at Richmond in London. No. And it isn't. Isn't um, um, his two new towns in the west in the west country? That's a type of architecture, and it isn't about recreating some that's past. Because I'm not saying that. What we have is knowledge. We have the data. We have a climate crisis. You know, we have, we have vineyards in France. You don't have to tell me. And I know because I know the mean, and uh, and I, 
no for years and it, it's 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 it is hotter yeah, yeah. Um, you know so so it seems foolhardy um not to use that data it seems foolhardy you know, and I was just in the holy than thou because you know I've got form. We all have, but, um, <laughs> or most of us have. Yes, yeah, sure. careful what I say. We all do. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, but now, and you can you can change at any time. Yeah, you know, you can change at any time, and uh, you can even change the way you think. Yeah, um, and to say that some of our pain isn't self-inflicted. You know, I, 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 we all feel that our, our politicians have been inflicted on us by mm. the strange coven they've formed over the years with whatever party it's come from, mm. you know. Um, but you, you, there is, you are self-inflicting, mm. you know, and then that sense of, of well-being, good health, going out for walks, meeting your family, as opposed to be that thing where you're just visited. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a lot of lies. And... If well, people live longer, it's going to cost more. And you might go, well, actually, they might be paying taxes and also they're not going to the hospital. Yeah. You know, there is a virtuous circle that you can at attract. But, of course, again, it's almost like uh, media gets in the way. Food media didn't exist 30 years ago. Mm. It was TV chefs and everything. Still see Brian. He's still yeah. around, happy and whatever. Um, but that kind of gets in the way mm. of the truth of what a kitchen. Now, a restaurant is not anything on the high street, in my mind. Yeah. It's something that... that prepares, changes, butchers, salts, um, is a part of its own community, teaches, has responsibility to its farmers, pays its bills, all those kind of things. It is not. And interestingly enough, of course, so many of those changes which have been through CVAs or just closed, people have already forgotten, didn't pay their bills. Yeah. So this thing, another thing that happens there, um, farmers meanwhile can't pay their bills and we're buying cheap meat and now we're going to bring it across the planet which is just, I mean, just the sheer stupidity yeah. from the man from Mars who's standing on the moon looking down and going, my word, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But on that, though, does, I mean, if half the country or whatever plus wanted Brexit, does actually buying local and all the bits that go with that not play exactly into that? So you would think there would be more support for it? Unfortunately, the the message that went out there was obviously was untrue, was... was you might say lies, depending on your view, uh, but it basically it was a load of bull, mm. and it was just uh, an ideological. And then it became a kind of like a, it was a career path for a lot of them, for sure. You know, and that's just unnecessary. The fact that Brexit has damaged the economy significantly is a given now. Mm. The fact that most people have gone, I wish I'd have done that. But they had, didn't I that. think that's right. But equally, you had a, a government that decided to to use a referendum, mm. and then didn't do it properly. Like referendum should be seventy plus, otherwise it's a, it yeah. never gets resolved. Uh, ask ask the Swiss; they use it. Mm. But we shouldn't have had a referendum in the first place to sort out a domestic issue within a with one of our political parties. So it's on such shallow ground. You know, when the tide went out. It, we looked stupid and we sank in the mud. Yeah. So we all kind of know that now. And I do feel that some of them, you know, I would, I would regard as shameful. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, and, I, it's, and even you get certain politicians moaning about the state of, of politics. <laughs> you go, well, okay, uh, that's a good one. But uh, the, the truth is, to right back to that point again, that to change people's habits, to change the way we feel, 
we're not going back. It's a, that, it's a reference to Poundbury. Mm. There's quite a lot of people like, I've got some couple of people that bought houses, and it's not for me. I mean, I was born in Westminster Bridge, so yeah, yeah. a bit of a different animal. But I'd, um, it can be done and it can be rethought. Um, but if we don't do anything, it's just going to go get worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, everywhere you look, oh, we're in aging population. This, this is, but at the heart of it is, if we are healthier, mm. we are better. Mm. And if we're better, everything is better. Mm. And that is a fundamental fact. Um, if you've got, it's the way you treat your pets, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> keep them happy, you know, um, take them for walks and everything else. And yet we don't treat ourselves like that. And we certainly don't sometimes treat our families like that. Um, and it's a good thing, and then it 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 gets it gets better on itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like getting children to clean their teeth; they will clean their teeth. Yeah, yeah. You know, because if you don't, they'll fall out. Yeah. Well, I come well, from a generation I've still I've got fillings. I used to just put fillings in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think my our sons have got any fillings. You know, kind of, then again, they don't do pounds in pounds, shillings, and pence either. So I've thought about that. They certainly were never taught. Um, Feet and inches at school. That's a lot of, and of course that's a tragedy. I can see yeah, the people yeah, in those yeah. bungalows, like, from Campbelltown to Dorset. You know, <laughs> to give you a strike, a, a typical place up in Scotland. We follow that because they're there too. They're everywhere, okay. um, bemoaning what's happened. Um, so uh, it just can be done, and and right back to where we started. You know, it's it's kind of obvious. We've got the data. We should try and make changes, and it's everybody's responsibility. And it's it, we should have the right people in the right places, or maybe just get rid of those those. Um, yeah, there isn't a lot to choose between a uh, a sports governing body, um, uh, the civil service that has placemen put in there on the boards to govern the civil service, um, you know, and all the rest. I mean, it's just um, you know, give them a go. Brilliant, good to chat. Thanks so much, good. Trevor. Cheers. A pleasure. So there we go. As I say, that was a wee bonus episode with Trevor. I thought you'd really enjoy that extra insight into really the heartbeat of St John, which is all about doing the right thing locally or at least neighbourly in terms of sourcing all the products that they have and you have uh, within your hospitality business. It was great to sit down again, Trevor. I really enjoyed it and I'm just so blessed and feel so lucky that I've actually got to make contact with you and I hope we can get a long lunch in at some point. Safe travels, I know you're around the world for the next wee while, I hope you have a great time and uh, get some of that yoga in. Thanks Trevor. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. That's vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks and tales that will make your brand boom.